Hey, don't just sit there. Give us a five-star review. Whether you download from Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else, just go in there, give us a five-star review, say nice things about us. It's, it's very simple. It's all I ask. I'd do the same thing for you. Fred and Fred, Fred and Fred, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Uh, another fine fight. Fine week of uh, Brad and Brit casting. Uh, we certainly, we certainly hope so. All right. Um, I think I would like, if I could, to uh, bring up a topic. I don't think we've ever talked about this in, you know, the years we've been podcast and 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 it's Donald Trump. We've never talked about Trump. Okay. Who so who is this Donald Trump right? you speak of? Who, who is right. it? Right. And, and uh, uh, as you surely know. Sadly, uh, over the weekend on uh, September 11th, that evening, he did uh, a commentary on a on a fight with a person who, uh, in his own way, is as over the hill as Trump is in his way. Evander yeah. Holyfield, right? Yeah. Well, now, he, he was have, with his he was with his son, Koki Trump Jr. Right, right. Now, does he have two full ears? Did they ever fix the ear that he got bitten off by Mike Tyson? Or does he have like just a, a thing? I don't know if they feel that's it's just sad that that's what he's known as, and that's what you think of immediately when you yeah. think of that. One sure. of the best fights I ever saw was right. when, the first time that he dismantled Mike Tyson. I was at Cowboys Bar in Wilmington watching that on pay per view, and he just dismantled the previously indestructible Mike Tyson. And then the second, you know, it turns into a freak show in the second fight. And here we go. He's missing part of his ear. But yes, that's that's how Donald right. Trump decided to never forget 9-11 is with his son, Koki, uh, doing commentary on pay-per-view on a boxing match of two has-beens. Right. So, right. So so the, the, uh, the question becomes, and we're, we're way past ever saying, well, oh, this is the thing that, that when people see that, he did this or said this, that, that that's the end. Okay. And then it always eventually gets around to us acknowledging whatever stupid, horrible, tasteless, inappropriate, never been done before because uh, no human being could ever be so horrible thing that he's done. Uh, uh, this was on brand for him. This made complete sense for it him. It did. It really we, did. We get it. We understand it. And so those of us who, who sit back here and judge all these things, and we never get it, and blah, blah, and his support, his people love that, wah, 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 wah. And um, at the end, this is way more, and now we can circle back to things we have talked about, yeah. and we need to reiterate it here, which this is more about people in this country who do accept that and go, yeah, that's my guy. And, no, that yeah. is my guy. I dare he, you to criticize it. it was, it's a great thing. It's a wonderful right. well, thing. Well, it, it, it isn't a, a, how dare you, but, but it's, you don't understand yeah. what he was doing, how he again was connecting with whatever group of people think that that was a good, really American, appropriate way. Yeah. Or that's what our troops are fighting for. Or the people who <laughs> died. Here's here's one. I'll, I'll make one up. Ready? The people who died in those buildings oh, would be happy oh, that Jesus. Donald Trump 
Oh God, really? You and you know I'm you know I'm right. Well, I would you like that, to would you like to knock me on this point because this is usually you. There, there's like some dude in a trailer park in Alabama doesn't he hadn't have a pot to shit in, but he paid sixty bucks for this pay per view just so he could see his man. Do you think that happened a lot on Saturday? Well, that, that isn't even a question. Of course, of course. <laughs> there's, there's guys out there that are barely scraping by, making eighteen five right. a year that right. somehow and, squirreled together and, that and much if you, money. And 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 I I dare you. Don't even think about pointing out, gee, there are 364 other days in the year to do what he did, but he did it on September 11th, the 20th anniversary. And, you know, he wants you to know that he wasn't hanging out with the, quote, elites on September 11th, the other presidents uh, making solemn speeches, the current president and, and, and previous presidents no he doesn't he was with the he went down to fire station i think it's fire station 17 which has become kind of the the one you go to it's It's the the one of the most famous ones and 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 of course he can't even do that in any kind of decent way i mean i think he spent three minutes talking and two minutes and 45 seconds talking about himself and about how the election was stolen from him (laughs) on september 11th Right to firefighters and probably the children of firefighters who are now in the uh, uh, in, in the in the FDNY. And uh, by the way, if you didn't see the sixty minutes last night, it was one for the ages. Uh, the whole show was about uh, firefighters in New York and what they went through and how their children, many of them, are now on the firefighting force, the FDNY. It's uh, remarkable. It's worth seeing. Um, but at this point, and yesterday and, and, and Saturday, certainly, you know, they were very difficult days for all of us. They tough. should have been. It, 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 even if you didn't want to think about it, even if you wanted to just move on, even if you had a football game to go to or, or okay, of course, but. If you're the former president of the United States, you do have a little bit of a different responsibility unless you are that former president of the United States. And and that's why he had the support that he had and why he thinks, I guess, at some level, that that's going to be a good thing. That when a let's let's play the let's see how it would work out. Let's say Trump gets the nomination in 2024. He beats all the 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 charges against him. He wins in court. They can't touch him again. And he is the candidate and a democratic candidate running against him, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or any of them. They use video of Trump on nine 11, two days ago in a commercial against Trump. And they contrast that with how everybody responded. Oh, that'll backfire on him. Nice try. You get right. So this this is the the uh, the ultimate uh, example, the latest one of you know you, you can throw all kinds of shit at Superman and it just bounces. Remember remember in the yeah. old Superman show, the first bullets had bounced they, right they, off they, of him. Yeah. Right, right, and and you know the the special effects weren't very special. I mean, I I swear, I think they threw marbles at him and you'd see something sure. bounce off his chest and. Um, uh, and that that's where it is but it it's it's just mortifying and again 
it is about Trump, but it's more about the people who would sanction this, who would pay the $60. And I know we're the elites. We didn't pay $60. They get it. They're American. No. No, have no, you heard but have you heard the re- have you heard the reviews of his actual performance him and Koki and their commentary during the fight? It sounds no. like the definition of a shit show. All they did was was talk about fighters that they met over the years. I met Ali. Ali told me I was the greatest. He said I was the best. And they were just talking like that. I met Lennox Lewis. Of course I worked with Lennox Lewis on many- it was just shit like that the whole time because the, the fight ends in the first round and it's it's the whole thing was just a shit. They had to move the thing to Florida because nobody else would sanction this fight. Oscar De La Hoya was supposed to fight. He ends up in the hospital with COVID, and then Holyfield goes, "I need the money." So they go to F- Florida. They have this thing, and then they get these two assholes to commentate on it, and it's just tremendously a shit show by any right. even so, by boxing standards. So it's it's uh it also fits in the uh, the panoply the history of. The, the large number of things that if you get associated with Donald Trump financially, you're yeah. going to lose. So yeah. if you paid all that money for a, what a one-round fight, right? you didn't get your money's worth, did you? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Hold it. No, no. You, you got your money's worth because you got to hear stories of how uh, Donald Trump hired Mike Tyson to fight at, at, uh, at, at Trump Palace in, in uh, 1989. Ooh, that was worth the money. You've never heard Donald Trump brag about himself before, have you? Wow, that was worth the money. Can't get that one. Woo. It's, it's something. It, I got to tell you, it was something. Uh, so, but this is. But wait a minute, my favorite Trump. I don't want to get skip my favorite Trump nine eleven story. Is he congratulated Rudolph, Rudolph Giuliani? <laughs> don't forget that part where he congratulates Rudolph Giuliani <laughs> for the anniversary of nine eleven. Did, did you see the the, uh, the the clip of Giuliani speaking Saturday night? He was drunk on his ass. <laughs> He was drunk on his ass. Look, I mean, the the epitaph has to be written. He was a shitty mayor before 9-11. He was a shitty mayor after 9-11. And now he is just a drunk in the gutter. I mean, that's that's it. The joke for many years was that all that Rudolph Giuliani would say is subject verb 9-11. And that's the way it was for many years. And by God, those were the good old days. Right now, he's just he's just a stumbling ass drunk. That's all he is. I, I can get this one. I got this one. You, right. you want to hear Rudy? Here yeah. You, you have the clip? Uh, this, this is Rudy from Saturday night. And uh, there's an American flag behind him and blue curtains. And he's uh, speaking to people who apparently love his ass for whatever reason. But you're not going to hear a lot of applause here or, or laughter or anything. It's just a nut. Imagine that Tony Blinken or Miley. How did how's that guy in general? Jesus, the other day he said that the Bagram Air Force Base is not strategically important. I wanted to grab his, what do you have, five stars, ten stars, twelve stars? He has so many stars that come at him with ears. I wanted to grab his stars, shove it down his throat and say, it's 400 miles from China, asshole! China is going to be our enemy for the next... Notice this, the dead silence in the room. Okay, so that was a clip from that Dustin Hoffman movie about Lenny, about Lenny Wait, Bruce, right? That wasn't it, really that wasn't really Rudolph Giuliani, no, was it? This is, no, here. 40 years, you have an air base 400 miles from them, and you're giving it up, idiot. Oh. What the hell is wrong with you? Who pays you? Christ, that is crazy. <laughs> I don't know. 
I should get into this. What Biden did in the last two weeks is freaking insane. It cannot be explained. <laughs> so sad. Come on, Brad. Quit playing old Lenny Bruce clips and saying that it's Rudolph Giuliani. <laughs> I did my job for the country. I'm very proud of it. Yeah. But I did it because of them. What Bernie demonstrated to you. I was so- I must, he must be talking about Bernard Carrick, the disgraced police chief of New York. Yeah, Bernie Madoff. No, he's talking about his friend Bernie Madoff. <laughs> yeah, pick your Bernie. Anyway, it was a weekend at some Bernie's. I don't know. Jesus like that. Christ. That brother- you can't show everybody, right? You can't show. Look, every one of them would like to show you the 10 people that supported them. Right, Espo? Right, Joe? Right? Espo. You didn't do it on your own. How many people did you have helping you? Just slurring. Man. I had Denny. I had Tony. I had Howard. I had Joe. And I had a lot of people that... Jesus. Oh, where's Tony? I mean, these people that were with me. Sounds like a dorm. Uh, I couldn't. <laughs> it sounds like a dorm. I had Spo, I had Stretch, I had Fart Sniffer, I My had Blinky. God. <laughs> That's great that you got that. Holy, it does. It sounds like fucking without, I mean, except for the material, it sounds like Lenny Bruce in 68 or something. <laughs> no, it <laughs> sounds like Foster Brooks it does, in 68 it, at a Dean Martin roast. But Foster, Foster Brooks, Brooks was, was an actor. The, he was, he was doing was a faking. character. He was doing yes. a bit. Yes. <laughs> I was so good on, on September. What day was it? Can I tell you that my favorite Foster Brooks joke? He said this this woman comes into into the house and the guy, the man, her husband has a gun to his head and she just starts dying laughing. And the guy says, I don't know what you're laughing about. You're next. So I, I always I love that joke. I'll never not love that joke. Hold it. Wait a minute. Hang on. I, amazingly, Jeez, uh, as great. I was playing this, as yeah. I was playing this, we have a story. It just crossed. Giuliani is furiously denying accusations that he was drunk was t- Saturday night. Uh, apparently, and I don't have the whole speech, but apparently during that speech, he imitated Queen Elizabeth. Oh, he Jesus. said he had only had one scotch and he's the victim of a left wing effort to disparage him yes i had a scotch but mm-hmm. i yeah a bottle of scotch probably <laughs> but i was not drunk there is a deliberate attempt by the left wing to paint me that way he also denied mocking the queen when he made comments where he adopted a fake english accent and and nobody's better at accents than oh. a new yorker like oh Rudy yeah Giuliani, no, he's the guy new yorker. <laughs> he's, he just says he's, he was just not drunk Wow. <laughs> oh, he does protest too much. I, I didn't yes, want. Yes. Yeah. If I, you well, have to go I out mean, of your way to tell people you weren't drunk. Yeah. You, you had one scotch drunk. and it was 48 ounces. Yeah. It was just one scotch. So, I mean, that's all you had. I didn't want, excellent? I didn't want the discussion of this to get away without praising George W. Bush, who I thought gave uh, a fantastic speech at Shanksville and redeemed himself tremendously by saying culturally there was no difference between the foreign terrorism that we suffered on 9-11 and the current (laughs) domestic terrorism. He did not say January 6th or cite it directly, but everyone knew what he was talking about. And I thought it was, it was, I thought it was incredibly appropriate. I thought the speech was very good. And I've criticized George W. Bush. You have as well. Part of my, um, 
antipathy, if you will, about what happened over the weekend was that immediately the administration used 9-11 to start pivoting toward a war in Iraq. But, you know, my God, to stand up in front of those people in Shanksville and to tell it like it is and to talk about domestic terrorism, which is the true threat against America in 2021, I thought took a lot of guts and it really goes a long way toward redeeming uh, George W. Bush in his post-presidency. Well, I, 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 I disagree. That was so inappropriate. How <laughs> dare he bring that up and ruin? <laughs> oh, when, when I saw the headline on that, and I, I didn't see it, but I, I saw it right after uh, in the form of a headline. And then I looked at what he said and I thought, whoa, boy, oh, man, he, ha he has lit one. And, and, and uh, they're not going to be able to take it. Yes, yes, he's talking about you and you and you and you, every damn Republican who, who uh, signed off on, on, on pretending this uh, has not happened and doesn't want to investigate it and is supporting you know, white nationalist Nazism in this country and a complete dismantling of democracy, which, remember, uh, if, if you think that uh, bin Laden... Uh, was the one who could have raised the mission accomplished flag after what he did. And there's a pretty good case that he yeah. did accomplish exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah. And maybe even more so. Yeah. I don't think he could have dreamed that he could draw us into a 20 year war in Afghanistan and uh, have us, uh, you know, leaving, you know, spending trillions of dollars, uh, losing thousands of people uh, in an effort to, to get revenge and, whatever it was we were stating that we were doing, which uh, we're not quite sure now anymore, are we? Um, but yeah, of course, George W. Bush was, was uh, wholly appropriate. That was the right time. That was the right place. And that's why it drives so many people who know he was talking about them crazy. And they can go right back to all of this. Oh, he just said that. He just said that because he's mad that Trump beat his brother in the primaries. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's what it like is. That. That's what and it the is. The answer is no, no, no. no. Guess what? George W. Bush, and I'm sure Jeb Bush, he's over that. They're over that. But you know what? The country is not and should not be over what happened 20 years ago. And uh, um, I just... That's what you do on days like that. You say things mm. that mean something. So, and those two events to me uh, are side. By, those two events to me are yeah, side by side. Nine eleven and January the sixth to me are are they're not obviously in terms of scope, the number of people killed, et cetera, et cetera. But you're looking at terrorism, and you're looking at people in who stormed the Capitol on January the sixth, and they tried to kill Mike Pence. And if they would have gotten their hands on Nancy Pelosi or AOC or anybody else, they would have killed them. And it's been minimized. Ever since then, I just I, I had a hard time with the stuff over the weekend, knowing, again, that the administration immediately within the day started pivoting toward war in Iraq. And also the way the first responders in New York have been screwed over the years and had to have John Stewart pound the table for them on a couple of occasions just so they could get what was promised to them. That has that that kind of leaves me a little salty as well. But I would not deny the morning of the people who lost all of those loved ones uh, on 9-11 at the Pentagon in New York and Shanksville, for God's sakes, obviously. But personally, I had a, you know, I had a, had a kind of a tough time with it. By the way, this is where I get to mention wrestling because the WWE, you might remember this. They had the first big public gathering after 9-11. Do you remember this? Because it was quite the story. They were in Houston and it was two days after.
if you subscribe to the Peacock streaming thing, which some people do, they've got all the WWE stuff on there now. The WWE has produced what I think is the most self-congratulatory, masturbatory thing that I think they've ever produced about how great it was that they did that show on the 13th of September in 2001. It is maddening. It is disgusting. It is the, all of the bad shit about post 9-11, the Toby Keith boot up your ass, Daryl Worley, have you forgotten America shit? It is all of that unapologetically. <laughs> and I, I watched it and I was so like, I can't believe they're going down this road. But that that is where they are. They are so let me ask you this yeah all right let me ask you does this ever give you pause about your lifelong obsession with wrestling no nothing okay so you're like a trumper you're you're like an anti-vaxxer there's no amount of evidence that these people are the most craven pieces of shit in all of sport i'm using my voice to criticize them and i'm also doing it on on this podcast and then you'll go right but then you go right back to it okay well i don't i I, at some point in time, you, you tell the truth about it. And there's other places that I support with wrestling. He's not the only guy in town you may have heard lately. There's there's a, another billionaire who's got a pretty big promotion that's doing okay on network television these days. It's not him, but, you know, he, he's lost a step. I've always said it. 1986 Al Davis was not 2006 Al Davis. You know, I've, I've always said that. Same thing with Vince McMahon. Yeah. 2021 Vince McMahon is not 1980, but it's, it, it is maddening. And it is all the things that you completely hated yeah. about uh, the post 9-11 era with that dick swinging macho bravado uh, Cold War top gun bullshit that people were rolling out at that time. That was one thing that I do not miss about the post 9-11 era when we supposedly were so united. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go to some some good news here. The big Lebowski has beaten the big C. Oh, boy. Have you seen this? I have not seen yep. this. Here it is. Here's the headline. Jeff Bridges' cancer update, remission. Remission. He uh, tweeted this today, Monday. Um, he said, I've been diagnosed with lymphoma, although it's a serious disease. I feel fortunate. I have a great team of doctors. Prognosis is good. I'm starting treatment. We'll keep you posted on my recovery. Um, so there you go. What I an mean, unbelievable what, career. What, what an unbelievable career this guy has had. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just an un- amazing career. He's lived about seven different lives, obviously a second-generation guy, and I'm sure when he started out, they were like, ah, how's he ever going to eclipse what Lloyd's done in this business? You might as well just give it up. But no, actually, nobody was – no, Brit, actually, no one was saying that. People, but, okay. A lot of people said that to him and to his face back when no, he started. I don't he think – He was also no, in one of the worst films ever it, produced. No. It was called Heaven's Gate, a massive disaster, and he's been able to recover from that and win an Academy Award and be an icon in the business. So it's amazing that I, he's I had – I don't think he was ever blamed for the career Heaven's Gate. Can you make up some other – can you make I, up some other arguments you know, that's, that's to argue what I, against I, I, that didn't happen? Yeah, here's <laughs> another thing that didn't happen. But I said he was responsible for Heaven's Gate dying. That's what I just said, which you have just you just articulated. I never said that. I said he was in one of the worst movies, and some people never recovered that. Michael Cimino, line two, if you'd like to talk to him for a moment, because he never did recover from that. And also United Artists kind of had to die and go away because of that. But no, I never said that he was to blame for Heaven's Gate because he didn't he wasn't even really a major star in that film. Also, uh, that Tommy Lee Jones guy, he recovered from being in that piece of shit too strangely enough i guess they didn't blame him for it either i guess they didn't and i they never and i never said that they blamed jeff bridges so again i don't know where you're coming up with that uh at at the rate of having you smack me again i'm just going to show this because i i do have there is a point to this 
this this is Howard Stern calling out Joe Rogan for taking ivermectin instead of the cure vaccine. Now, this isn't about Howard Stern, who we both dislike to a great extent. Um, there are vast rumors going around, vast rumors, and and some people are, are whispers. Joe Rogan is actually secretly vaccinated. And he's not telling his listeners because he can't tell his listeners that. So all of this drama and gaga about him taking ivermectin and all the other stuff is bullshit to cover for the fact that he's actually had the shot. All right. Well, uh, putting aside, it's possible that they're just making up this idea that he was vaccinated to get people continuing to talk about him for what. All right. But putting that aside, if he was and he got some kind of breakthrough case mm-hmm. that he uh, recovered from in a few days because some people who are vaccinated who get it either don't have bad symptoms, don't show any at all, or, or recover fairly quickly. Don't you think he would want to say that and then play the game of, see, that's proof that vaccines don't work? Can't do it. But he can't, he, can't, he can't tell his audience that he was vaccinated. He can't. He can't tell them that. So that and that's the them. most important thing he's got to yes, stick with. Oh, that's God. exactly right. And they have to go with this 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 fantasy that the ivermectin works. And we threw all of this stuff through the kitchen sink at it, and I beat it. And you remember, you saw the story last week. He goes, "Do I have to sue CNN?" He's not going to sue CNN. He'll never sue CNN because you know no, why they have a thing in these lawsuits called discovery and it would come out that he's had the vaccine. It, it's been put into his arm on at least one occasion, probably two, because he probably didn't take Johnson and Johnson. So this is part of the, the lying and the prevarication. I did find out over the weekend. I do have a family member who is refusing to take the vaccine. Brad. And it's not an even older member of the family who's taking it. It's, it's someone who's under 30 who is a public school teacher. All right, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> this will this will blow no, your mind. I, I, you know, the- obviously, I don't, I don't even want to hear the reasons why, because <laughs> is it one of the, the famous classic? Oh, this is, too dumb this is to- beyond this is beyond any of that. Uh, this per this this person claimed. And by the way, I have a life insurance policy. This person is one of the beneficiaries of my life insurance policy. The so next time I see that person off. So the next, why do you have one? You're not married and you don't have kids. I, I wanted, I wanted some people in my life who were important to me to have something once I left. Now that's probably going to change. I do have someone in my life and now that, that money will probably go into them. But for I, as of what? right now, put me on it, put <laughs> me on it. Well, I'm going to tell her the next time I see her, maybe I should be on her stuff because apparently she's going to go before me at this point. I was told that she claims that she took uh, now she took the HPV vaccine back when she was younger. And she claims that was the reason that she's had two miscarriages and therefore she's not going to take the, the vaccine. This is this is what I've been told. This is what I've been told. I'm well, going to see this. I, per- I, be- I believe that that there would be someone who would believe that. Would use that. Of course, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And it also it also doesn't make it. It, it, it speaks to, and I don't even know who this person is, that they're a very, very selfish person. Because well, I don't know how you can be a teacher, elementary school teacher. Uh, no, she's an actually high school. She teaches high, high school. school. I don't know how you can be any kind of, of teacher. Yeah. 
and be in the public setting with other kids and not be vaccinated. I also don't know how she's in a school system well, that allows her to be around. The school them. system that she's in was was famous around here for saying, we're not going to let our kids, we're not going to make sure, we're not going to make the kids have a mask mandate. And then in about 24 hours, they were like, oh yeah, we're going to, we changed. We're going to go back. And I, I assume at some point they will be mandated. They will be mandated to have the vaccine. Now, the kerfuffle over Joe Biden's announcement about mandates uh, it's being misreported and, and, and lied about in a lot of different media, has been met with a lot of anger and furor from some Republican governors in states like, let's just pick one, Mississippi. Did, I'm sure you read over the weekend about the mandates for entering elementary school in a public school in Mississippi. There's not even a religious exemption for refusing vaccines before your child is enrolled in elementary school in Mississippi. Right. You can't even claim right. that Jesus doesn't want me to have right. this measles or mumps or diphtheria or whatever vaccine. You can't do that. But yet the, the folks in, in these different, just name the states, I think Texas is one of them, Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, I think they're all bitching about the fact. But this now, see, this does seem like wrestling. I did see somebody say this, that there are a lot of these Republican governors that really want their people to get uh, vaccinated, and now they can holler at Joe Biden and go, oh, I can't believe he's doing this to us, but he really, they're really thankful to him for putting this in place because it takes pressure off of them. Right, right. But think of the stupidity and the cynicism <laughs> and the darkness of being a Republican governor of one of these states, and of course, you know better, um, and occasionally you say that people should get vaccinated, that's the best way to uh, beat this disease. And you have a large group of your supporters who, for all the crazy reasons that we all know, have run the other way, including with top-down inspiration from Trump, but not exclusively, but top-down. And when Joe Biden channels what a lot of us we're thinking last week and then finally had the uh, nerve to say it out in public, which is that our patience has run out, uh, which was met with, well, I guess Biden's lost now. He's lost his composure. You know, all the kind of crazy things, you know, because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. God forbid you, you really speak the truth about something like this, that these governors welcome the fact that they have another rock to push against, which is uh, Joe Biden and the federal government, uh, quote unquote, interfering with private business and telling them, certainly the larger ones with 100 people and above, but by definition, they're really talking about every business should be doing this, uh, that the uh, Occupational uh, Safety and Health Administration, with absolute authority to make sure you have a safe workplace, and that's not just uh, that the air is clean, that there's the, there are bathrooms to go to, the, all the kind of thing that, that, that OSHA gets called in to, to uh, inspect and fix, um, that you welcome the fact that you have another piece of meat to throw at your constituents who you actually, of course, really want to get vaccinated, but you have to pretend that you don't want to force them, quote unquote, to get vaccinated. That's wrestling. Freedom. Right. Freedom. Um, 
Um, and actually, that just takes it up another level of sick cynicism. I don't know else how to term it. Sick cynicism that these these uh, folks are using to keep throwing monkey wrenches into the ability of the country to get up to 85 or 90 percent, whatever we need to get to, to really get a handle on um, making sure that the virus is corralled and, and doesn't have anywhere left to go, which is the goal here, uh, ultimately. And uh, it's just it's just dreadful. I mean, it, it, it's just dreadful. Now, th there, there's a story from, from uh, late last week, and, and uh, you, you probably have seen it. It's about the uh, hospital in uh, upstate New York, in Lowville, New York, L-O-W-V-I-L-L-E, and it's uh, in a county called Lewis County. And uh, this is the problem with reporting of these stories, okay? Because I'm going to give you the most important fact that, that I, your uh, trusty partner here on the Brad and Brit cast, looked for immediately when I saw the story. Uh, first of all, I get the map out. Where the hell's Lowville? No and it's idea. way up in New York. It's way past Rochester. And I mean, it's, it's almost near the top. It's a little you, tiny. You just town. say upstate, and upstate covers about 7 million square miles. That's all you got to say, right? Right. Well, uh, <laughs> when you're in New York City, upstate. <laughs> Means Poughkeepsie, okay, yeah. which is you know a couple miles up. It, I mean, it really does. Upstate and it means New Buffalo, is, yeah. and it also means everything else. Cortland, but, but it covers everywhere. everything but New York City. All right, so but it's it's way up there, and it's in a in a small, sparsely populated county, a county that voted. You ready? Seventy percent for Donald Trump. Oh God. Seventy percent for Donald Trump. So it's a Republican county. It may as well be in Mississippi or Florida yeah. or Texas or Georgia. But the reporting in the story does not mention that. So they just say, well, in New York, there's a hospital where uh, uh, a certain number of people refuse to get vaccinated and they're not going to be delivering babies in a few weeks because they just won't have enough people to do it. And I think it's important that you know who the fuck these people are, that there are folks in the medical community, nurses. Right. People working mm -hmm. hot who are not getting vaccinated and they think they have. This is in New York state, but they're red. They're Trumpers. They're those people who think that they have something. I guess they did the research. Yeah, right. Um, and I think that's an important part of the story. Or I like to say it's just like every time I hear about a, a story that begins with this, a federal judge ruled that. What do I do? I find out who, who the judge is. That federal judge was it an o Obama? Was it Trump? Was mm -hmm. it George W. Bush? Was it Bill Clinton? Was it Ronald Reagan? Because sometimes, sometimes, not always, you can match up decisions that you think have some kind of political bias to them with who the appointing judge was. It doesn't always work, but it works a lot. And in the case of a, a, a hospital uh, with a bunch of vaccine refuseniks on staff who are fucking things up, uh, you can look almost perfectly and get a match with uh, the political climate of the county where that hospital is or the city where that hospital is. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it, it's it's a fascinatingly horrible story. Um but, you know, it's just another one of these hospitals that's, that's overrun. And, but how can you work in medicine 
and not be vaccinated. Now, I'm not just talking about the the uh, people who are hands-on with a pay. I mean, the cafeteria workers, the janitor, everyone in a goddamn hospital setting should be vaccinated. Why is this a discussion? Why is this a rule? And the answer is because, you know, you want to say the country's lost its way, that the facts mean nothing. You, you, you know, I'll tell you what I did. I wanted to make sure that uh, as we go forward here, and, and you pointed out uh, pretty well some of the stupidity and the Republican recalcitrance in, in a lot of these states and these governors who are backed up by. And, and by the way, if we had a Republican governor in this state, oh. North Carolina would be right oh. in every news story with every other one. Amen. We, we would. Oh. If, we would if, be if, if Dan Forrest had beaten Roy Cooper, or Cooper for governor last year, we would be so screwed right now, honestly. And that that's just one office in one state. But we would be Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, you name it. We would be all of that. Right. Maybe right. Florida. We, even. But, right. But now there is not a veto proof majority among a Republican controlled legislature uh, in both houses. I don't think it's, it's veto proof in either one. So he can veto shit that they pass and then it. It, it goes away because it can't be overridden or it, it isn't over. So I wanted to look up the uh, the early history on this and the parallels and where the courts are going to be able to just smack down every, every objection to the uh, orders that are being put in place by President Joe Biden. And it's really kind of fascinating because the story is that uh, in 1901, there was a, uh, a smallpox outbreak in, in Boston. There was a preacher, a pastor named Jacobson, who didn't want to get vaccinated because he'd been vaccinated as a kid and said he got sick and ill. And so all these years later, uh, they'd mandated that everyone in the city of Boston, Cambridge, get, gets vaccinated. He said no. He said no. And he made a court case out of it. And he had a group of people. He had his friends uh, as part of some pressure group, you know, it might have been a Facebook group of the day kind of thing. And he organized it and they went to state court in Massachusetts and Massachusetts said, no, no, you got to take the vaccine. Not good enough. Goes to the U.S. Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said, no, you have got to take the vaccine. And the language that they used back then is so clear. It's so right on target with what we're facing right now, the lawyers for Jacobson argued in front of the Supreme Court that this was a violation of their 14th Amendment rights, which said the state cannot deprive a person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Yeah. And of course, as you know, uh, taking a vaccine is actually preserving life, liberty, right? But yeah. it starts with the word life. All right. But so so let's let's take the gaslight out of out of the uh, attempted argument here. And they said that your right to refuse a vaccination was a personal liberty that no one should intrude upon. The Supreme Court said, nope, Bullshit. no, sir, we we are done, sir. You may leave, sir. And good day. here's the I majority opinion. Right. Here's the majority opinion. And even though that there was an acknowledgement that the people do have personal freedom, John Harlan, the, the chief justice, said that the rights of the individual in respect of his liberty may at times, under the pressure of great dangers, be subjected to such restraint 
to be enforced by reasonable regulations as the safety of the general public may demand. So what did that turn into long term? It's been used in other cases. It's the reasonableness test. Mm -hmm. Is it reasonable for the government to pass laws that restrict individual liberty if those restrictions, including um, punishment for violating them, are found by the court to be a reasonable means for achieving a public good. If that doesn't define what we have in front of us right now, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what does. Uh, we have a case that was brought up in 1922. There was another vaccination case. It was, that's right, a student in Texas yeah. <laughs> named Zuck, Z-U-C-H-T, a girl, who was barred from attending public school because her parents refused to have her vaccinated. The lawyers argued the school district's ordinance requiring proof of vaccination denied her equal protection as guaranteed by the 14th what? Amendment. The Supreme Court said, no, no, we disagree. And Judge Brandeis, Judge Louis Brandeis, who has a university named after him, Tufts. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Here's the decision. Long before this suit was instituted, he pointed backwards to the Jacobson case in 05. It's settled law that it's within the police power of a state to provide for compulsory vaccination. These ordinances confer not arbitrary power, but just the broad discretion required for the protection of public health. Okay, now the one thing that gets in the way uh, in the subsequent years was that the Jacobson decision was used for forced sterilization all over the country, including right here. Mm -hmm. That was wrong. Obviously mm -hmm. forced sterilization is not vaccination. That should not be confused with what we have right now. And uh, if you want to have some fun, just look up what kind of vaccinations do I need to, uh, travel to Japan. Okay. Oh God, yeah. About 15 of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in addition to all the vaccinations that we've all taken and that our kids have to take to go to public school. So when Joe Biden said, I believe this was on Friday, mm -hmm. he, he basically said, bring it on, bring it on. Cause the, you know, some of the reporters said, you know, they're, they're objecting lawsuits are going to come. And, and again, said, it, these are, these are steps on, that he's taking it and it's for large companies. It's for federal contractors. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody in the world. Isn't covered by, by the strong steel fist of the steel government of the, of the federal government. It was, it was just, a, it was a very limited thing that he did, but that doesn't matter. It's being reported as Joe Biden is going to drag you in and get you stuck with, with a needle. That's what he's right. going to do. After he takes your guns, he's going to immediately make you go over to CVS. That's part of it. Yeah, when they come stick to your the house in your and, right. and stick the needle in. Right, right, right. I right. am so pro-vaccine today, I got a flu shot, and I got my first dose of the shingle shot. Today, on this oh, day. Oh, did? Yes. Oh, good the, for you. The last thing that I'm going to say today. Shingrix. I have a friend of mine, my roommate from college, whose father just died uh, due to COVID-19. Um, and I assume I don't know exactly how far how old his father was. I assume he was about the same age as my mom and my parents, so probably in his seventies, probably in his in his uh, low to low to mid seventies. And uh, my friend obviously is in mourning. They had the service for his dad on Saturday. Um, they uh, he has my friend put out a message. He says I'm I'm 
I'm going dark from Facebook. I'm done with Facebook. This medium helped spread the misinformation that led to my father dying. And he's so he obviously wasn't vaccinated. He was. And I know there were some comorbidities involved. His dad was a big guy, but he has said, that's it. I'm not I'm, I'm done with Facebook. I know that Facebook has tried to keep up with the bullshit, but this medium is partially responsible for spreading the misinformation that led to killing my dad. So he's done. He's off. Wow. He's off of Facebook. Wow. That 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 that's t- that's tough stuff. It is. Um, however. You, you can't have it both ways. You can't talk about personal responsibility. Yeah. And then at this moment, and it's not your father, it's not my father. So, you know, we're not in someone's shoes. But then at at that moment, when the guy dies, that you blame the messenger. And this mm. is not to absolve Facebook at any level. This, this is not. Um, there is some partial responsibility, but though. But I that's mean. that's that's tough stuff, and especially if you're you're older, and you know, uh, uh, people who are over sixty five. Man, we had first we had first shot at it. We had first mm-hmm. first dibs to to get in. It may have taken uh, a few phone calls or or refreshes on the computer, but uh, in, in looking back, it wasn't that hard. And then it just got easier and easier and easier. And uh, I mean, I feel bad for for the guy, but geez, geez. I, don't, I don't. I I understand completely. You know that why he would want to do that, and he's very obviously upset and angry that that the bullshit won. Yeah. 